Helvetia Rocked is a Swiss national association raising awareness about gender inequality in the music industry while supporting, promoting and connecting professional female, inter, non-binary and trans artists. Through its grassroots projects such as producing, DJing, band workshops and songwriting camps, it offers platforms for young people of all levels to discover music and be part of an empowering community. Find out more on our website, helvetziarocked.ch. Sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. Musicians in Conversation is sponsored by Suiza, the cooperative society of music authors and publishers in Switzerland. Suiza is celebrating its 100-year anniversary in 2023. Hi everyone, my name is Natalia Anderson and I'm a presenter, content creator and DJ. In this episode of Musicians in Conversation, I speak with agent, artist manager and artistic director of Le Porte Franck in Sion, Nadia Mitik. We discuss how the skills she learned as a teacher helps her in her music career today and the importance of understanding the various roles within the music industry. Nadia also gives practical advice to people wanting to work within the music industry and to artists and bands when it comes to planning a release and building a career. Nadia answers an audience question and don't forget, if you have a question, simply send a direct message to Helvetia Rocked on Instagram. In the meantime, here's my conversation with Nadia. Hi, this is Nadia Mitik and you're listening to Helvetia Hot Musicians in Conversation. Backstage. Nad, thank you so much for joining me today on Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation. Thanks for the invitation. <laughs> my absolute pleasure. Um, I'm going to get started with the first question that I ask everybody and that is, how did you get started on your musical journey? <laughs> So when I was five, I received a little radio, portable radio, uh, that I was listening every time I was coming back home and uh, just uh, taking it, put it on and listening to music. I think that's my first uh, memory of uh, listening to music. Yeah. And now you work in the music industry, but I want to go back a bit because um, you were a teacher for some time and then you studied geography these are quite academic <laughs> you're laughing <laughs> these are quite academic subjects um and then you've gone into such a creative world of, of, of music so how did you make that transition but first of all what led you to become a teacher and 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 also do a master's in geography uh, <clears throat> well i think that uh, music was always with me I mean, when I was a teenager, uh, I was singing in a band. <laughs> Fortunately, I stopped. But then with these people, they introduced me to uh, live music, uh, introducing me uh, at uh, La Dolce Vita in Lausanne. So when I was 17, I began to work there. And, uh, and, and then from that moment, really music was like live music and being in a club and, and seeing concerts. Uh, were just uh, my weekend life at least. Mm. After school, I had to choose something and I didn't really know what to do because I didn't know that uh, working in the business was a possibility. 
So I follow a friend who uh, who went to a teaching school and uh, I did the teaching school and I teached and I really liked it. But uh, definitely it wasn't uh, what I wanted to do. <clears throat> When I was 30 and I finished my, uh, my studies, I was really at the point, I mean, everything was going great with, uh, with teaching and with uh, my studies and everything, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to work into the music business and if I stayed in Switzerland, for me it was like impossible because it's a really small world. So I decided to uh, go to Belgium to see which were the possibilities for me into the music business. And I stayed there uh, five years. I built a really big uh, network. I made a lot of contacts and I had the opportunity to directly work in a festival and had uh, contact in venues. And uh, uh, I came back in Switzerland in 2014 and there I decided to uh, build my own agency. Yeah. That's the moment uh, when I really began. I mean, it was 100% of my time and I became uh, like a professional. Oh my goodness, so much to, to talk about. I actually want to go back a bit and focus a little bit on the fact that when you were studying or when you were younger, you didn't realize that there were opportunities and jobs available in the music industry. Do you think things have changed for people now coming up? Well, yeah, I think it changed. Now there is there is schools, you have courses, you have uh, uh, contacts and it's more more and more visible. I mean, yeah. we are more and more talking about what's an agent, what's a manager, what's a sound engineer, what's a light engineer. But also I'm, I'm so um, fascinated by the fact that, you know, in your 30s or when you turned 30, you decided to have a career change. And for a lot of people, that is something incredibly scary to do, you know, to move country and also kind of start on something completely different. Where did you find that kind of um, strength or the kind of passion or the, I don't know, the drive to push yourself to do something quite um, daunting and scary? Uh, it's funny that you say that because when I moved to Belgium, uh, nobody understood what I was doing. They were At the time, I was uh, teaching also theatre because I did a lot of theatre. And everybody was thinking, oh, okay, you go there for studies. Oh, you go there for a theatre school. And I was just like, no. <laughs> just, <laughs> Actually, no. something completely yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I didn't even have a job when I left. It was really like... I mean, things were going super well in Switzerland with work, with the teaching. But the thing is, I really wanted to touch this music uh, word and not being on stage, but really I wanted to organize. And I, th I thought I don't want to have any regrets. Mm. So I'm going to try. If it doesn't work, it's okay because I can just like come back in Switzerland and find work super easily yeah, because you, when you had a profession you yeah trained. exactly yeah. yeah and it was also easy because I didn't uh, have any family so I have no children so it's easy to move <clears throat> and yeah I wanted to have a try I mean when you're a teacher <laughs> you uh, you accumulate a lot of skill of organization yeah. and um, how to work with people 
and how you help them to go from one point to another one. I think that it helped me a lot to do what I'm doing. Oh my goodness, that, because yeah. that was actually going to sort of guide me into one of the other questions that I had for you, which was, you know, what does it take to do your job? So right now you actually, you, you've been an artist agent for 10 years, booking agent for artists, artist manager and press officer. These are the things the, the roles that you that you uh, inhabit which yeah. is a lot so I was yeah. wondering like what kind of skills you need in order to do these sorts of roles uh, it's a lot of uh, organization mm. and contacts at the end the most important in the music business is the networking definitely it's a young business so the skills you need to be able to work in, into that business is really organization, to be super pre precise with, with what you're doing for, the, for administration, for example. Yeah, I mean, you do uh, invoices, contracts, mm -hmm. you're looking if you got all the information and you, are, you transmitted it to other people. Yeah. So at the end, it's, it's not super specific. Mm -hmm. I mean... Being a booker is being a salesman or woman right. because you're selling a musical project. To do the production is the same as being a commercial assistant. And then it's managing skills. If you and managing people. Yeah. What's different is that you're not selling furniture or cars. You're selling musical project. And with those musical project, it's a human being mm. uh, on the back. It's what makes this... this uh, salesman or woman uh, uh, work uh, interesting for me it's that we you you have so much interaction with people and mm. it's so intense mm. it it gives you some pride to to help someone mm. to make his dream or her dream happen what i'm hearing is a lot of uh, relationships mm. before you mentioned networking and meeting people and then obviously the relationships with the artists themselves and the people you represent what is the kind of technical side to building relationships and lasting and good relationships, if there is yeah. such a thing? I'm going to say something sad, but maybe it's better not to have so much interaction and contacts uh -huh. because people is not really grateful for your work. Mm -hmm. And the more you give, the more they think it's normal to, to, uh, to have somebody... Uh, 24 and 24, 7 and 7, which it's not the case. I mean, for sure, I'm passionate. For sure, it's a passion job. But it's still a job. And to be able to make it for a long time and to to keep a um, healthy mind, you have to put some uh, some distance. Yeah, distance. Yeah, yeah. Even, yeah. yeah. If it's not easy for you to 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 be in contact with people. Maybe you can do uh, more about production. Maybe you can do more about speaking about money with, with the people mm. and let this managing at the end, uh, managing a job to uh, to others. Yeah, yeah. That's really, I think there's space for everybody. That's very good to hear, actually. Going into like artist management, booking agents, what is one of the best ways, if there is, for somebody to just get involved or get their foot in the door is it a case of maybe they have a friend who's a an artist and they want to you know jump in and represent or is it trying to find an internship with an established 
um, agency. What would you say is the best way for somebody to start a career as a, either like a booking agent or an artist manager? Uh, for me, the best way is to, first of all, to uh, to understand the business. And to understand this business is to, to be in. So maybe do an internship, uh, to be a trainee in a, in a venue. Also to begin uh, as a volunteer in a festival, just to see how things are organized. And then, yeah, for sure, uh, if you're absolutely fan of uh, one band or one artist and you can contact them and propose them your service because at some point, for example, there's a big lack of agent at the moment in Switzerland. So there's a lot of band looking for agents. You can propose them to work for them mm. because... Also, uh, an agent it's, is not paid by the band. You earn a percentage on top of the fee you dealed. Right. So, yep. for the band, it's no risk. And uh, at the end, better have someone who is not so good doing the job than nobody, because at least they can do a little bit of job. And then doing that, then learning. <laughs> like, often I have this, this sentence, uh, young People told me like, oh, but uh, I sent so many mails and nobody is answering. And I said, yeah, that's that's how you have to begin. Yeah. Even me, it's a part of the job. So you can train doing that. And at one point, somebody will answer and meet the people to make them answer. Mm -hmm. So go to the, the pro festival and um, do the pro aperos, the pro meetings, check like the pictures of the people you want to talk before to go to the festival so right. you can recognize so you know them. Who they are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or go with somebody who knows the people because it's difficult. I mean, when people tell you, uh, okay, you have to do networking, but when you don't know anybody, I mean, it's, you it's can really go hard, and just yeah. say like, hello, I'm Nadia and... Uh, I would like to sell you something. So you have to um, you have to prepare. When you go to the venues, you can just ask, ah, okay, is the promoter in the venue tonight? Okay, can I just uh, meet him to say hello and just say hello so he can see your face, you can see yes. his or her face, and then you can recognize the next time. And doing that at the end, like step by step, it will build something. So it's work, it's... Uh, a lot of time, a lot of energy, but at some point it, it will pay. If you're involved in music as a hobby, profession or both, sign up for free on the Helvetia Rocked Music Directory. It's a platform for women, non-binary, trans and intersex people in the Swiss music industry. For singers, instrumentalists, bookers, managers, sound engineers, photographers, and many more of all levels. It's about visibility. It's about community. It's about empowerment. We invite all of you to participate in this project. For further information, go to musicdirectory.ch. When is the right time for an artist to reach out for a representation for an agent? Uh, I think that as a band, you have to um, you have to try yourself for a bit, uh, just to also to know what's the work and uh, how 
how how hard it is so yeah, that when you really, ask somebody else yeah. to do so <laughs> you've got then, yeah and you and and you're going to be thankful and respectful of uh, of the the work of that person mm. you have to do a few concerts before already and also have a little uh, fan base at least in your city at least be a band that if people say like okay uh, what's the five fun? no maybe the 20 bands of this city, you you have to be part of these 20s. Because, as I said, the booking agent is not paid by the band, but it's 15% on top of the fee. I mean, if, if the booker will earn 50 francs for, I don't know, maybe 10 hours of work, mm-hmm. uh, for sure, if it doesn't work quickly, then, then they will say like, okay, I'm losing time and money. So... You have to reach, I mean, if if you can have 1,000 as, as a fee, then... It, it feels more worth it, doesn't yeah. it? And that what? means that at least uh, you know that you go, you, you're going to go go forward with your band too because when it's the very beginning, some sometimes, I don't know, after one year, like one is living because he's doing a new school in another city, then, mm. then the band just crashed because... or or it's not the same. You have to, to have a solid project and also to figure out what you want. Have a faraway dream. That's going to sort of pull you along and guide you. Exactly. Because, and motivate you. Yeah, because when, yeah. when they come and they say like, oh yeah, we just want to do our concerts. Okay, but it's not building a career. You have to also know, um, are you ready to give your time and it's a lot a lot of work mm. it's a lot of time if it's going well then okay maybe you're gonna have every weekend a concert are you ready to be on the road every weekend are you ready to let all your free time to to do that mm. without uh, earning a lot of money yeah. and being in competition with a lot of other projects it's, it's it's a, a way it's a, of living. It's a way of living, yeah. and it's a huge investment. Yeah, and it's and if you involve somebody else, an agent, a manager in that, then as respect, you have to 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 know that you won't change your mind in two years or in three years. Yeah. I mean, that person's gonna work for you. You have to work for that person. Yeah. Uh, is this whole collaboration, Nad? I am so happy we are having this conversation because. I have honestly never thought of it like that. I have never considered the time, and I'm sorry, let me apologize <laughs> for, for my ignorance. <laughs> for somebody who's coming in as, 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 as an artist manager or a, or a booking agent, it's their time, it's their energy. And so as an artist, having uh, a goal, a destination, having the work ethic, you have to... And to be at a certain place where you can say, I'm ready for you now because I've shown that I've put all of this effort in and we are here for the long haul. Because it's this kind of, it is a collaboration. And you don't realize that there's people's time, people's effort, people's energy, especially at the beginning. Like you said, there's not a lot of pay at the beginning. So thank you for that perspective. Thank you to you to sharing it so uh 
people yeah, so everyone now listen. <laughs> okay. Listen and realize that the, the relationships here that we have, it's a community, isn't it? And it's kind of a, an, an ecosystem that yeah. everybody has their role to play. Yeah. And if it's too early, then there's a lot of frustration from the band because they thought that it would be magical and getting uh, an agent will uh, open you all the doors. Uh, That's exactly what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. I mean, there's a lot of work to do, and also for for the booking agent because you're giving a lot, putting a lot of energy to make it happen, but it takes time. Uh, the moment you're talking from a new band, sometimes it takes at least one year. And mm -hmm. most of the young bands, they think, okay, uh, we have an album, we, we're going to release it uh, next month. Okay, I can do anything because I need at least six to eight months to prepare Come things. through, Nad, with the nuggets. <laughs> Come through with the information. This is gold. These are nuggets of yeah. gold. Bands, please give time, please consider what it takes to really get the word out, you know. So we cannot be having one month and then expect to get a, a full venue and all the promo and everything sorted. Like we need to have a consideration for the bigger picture. Exactly, yeah. It's a, you have to build your career mm. and it takes times. And that I totally get uh, that when you are an artist, and you just recorded a, a, a new track. I mean, for sure, it's the best track, the fresher track you have, and you want that track to uh, to to spread the word with. Mm. But I mean, it's not possible to release things at, as soon as they get invented. You have mm. to wait. I mean, maybe you recorded two years ago that album, but then to find a label, to find the good. Uh, strategy to release it then it's two years and for sure when you're going to release that album your head is already oh, far away for what mm. but that's the difficulty when you're an artist that you're going to promote an old stuff while doing a new stuff and it's super tricky that is so uh, tricky to get your head around you are effectively promoting something that you've written two years ago for example maybe even 10 and maybe yeah. even 10 years yeah, ago yeah. and then you've got to sit in front of someone like me answering questions about a headspace that you were in 10 years ago <laughs> and also what is what is super important when it's your very first album don't release it as soon as you don't have a solid plan or a solid strategy because As soon as you, you release your first single or your first EP, people's going to ask for the next. Mm. So, I mean, a first album that you made all your life to create, because, I mean, the first album is really like from the when yeah. you were a child Absolutely. till that moment. Yeah. At the moment it's going to be released, the next year you, you have to release something new. Because now things are going really faster. So are you ready to compose and record something new in one year? No. So, <laughs> so keep the first album as long as you, as you really, uh, as, as the strategy is settled mm -hmm. and the, 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 the people around are settled. And also begin to write before 
the release of the album. Yes. Because after that, okay, Dream Picture, uh, you release the album, it's a very... Uh, It's super successful directly. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to tour like hell. You will have promo like hell. And you have no more time to compose, to be able to find new ideas yes. and uh, and to record. So do all this stuff before. before. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I'm loving this information. I hope people are listening because this is so important. I've never come across someone to break it down so concisely like you have. So thank you for that. We've got to think in advance. We've got to like plan the strategies for when we're releasing something. I want to talk about your project Salto. Can you tell us, first of all, what is Salto? Salto is an accompaniment project for young musical uh, artists in Valais. We give them tools to be able to uh, go forward uh, through professionalism into uh, actual music. Here it's on seven months and every month they have a workshop on, uh, for example, uh, administration, techniques, uh, communication, Uh, booking and they have Swiss specialists that comes and talk them about their subject uh, once a month so they can accumulate tools and uh, use it then for their career. They are together for seven months like they see each other every month. They, they talk together so they can see that themselves are also resource mm. for each other. So it's to build a kind of resource family and mm. when they have questions they can or ask us or ask uh, their pairs or ask the professional when they came to, when they come to the to the workshop. That is absolutely amazing. I think that it's such a great resource for, for artists because I think the industry has changed so much in terms of um, what the artist is kind of responsible for doing. Um, I wonder how you feel about the fact that what you're doing is, is so good, first of all, but so necessary. How do you feel about that? Because I think... If I'm not mistaken, I think years ago, like an artist will have a record label and, and the label would do it. So they, they'd be able to sort of focus on just creating. And then you'd have people and a machine doing the promotions, doing, doing all those bits and bobs. But now it's kind of true and really is true that an artist has to do all those things, you know, be aware of communication, be aware of how to, to get bookings and, and all these things that you're teaching. How do you feel about the fact that an artist has to be responsible for these side of things? As I was saying before, I mean, it's super important that you know what what's happening around you uh, when you are into this business. I mean, that's a fact that at the moment you, you have more and more, you, you have to do it yourself. But even if you have a label, even if you have a press uh, relation uh, uh, person who is doing the, the, the work, you... You have to know what that person is doing. You have to know how it's, it's working a label to see if they are doing well the job, to be able to uh, to uh, tell them what you want for your project because at the end it's your project. So you really have to know. Uh, I mean, for me, 
I, I'm really, really happy about this program because the goal is that they have an agent, they find a label. I mean, the goal is that they are able to uh, to give those works to to people, to professionals, yeah, yeah, to professionals to focus into music because mm -hmm. it's what they do the best normally. <laughs> <laughs> it would be awkward <laughs> if it, <laughs> yeah. a really good booking agent is now a singer. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, but they, they to 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 be able to hire the good people. Yeah. I mean, you you have to to know what they are doing, and uh, yeah, that's that's important. Absolutely. I want to talk about uh, the fact that what's quite important to you is mentoring. You know, earlier in our conversation, you were talking about being a teacher and that you actually quite enjoyed it. So you enjoy sort of being around young people or, or having that kind of guidance uh, role. Um, but when did you discover that you wanted to sort of continue with this sort of role? And, and, and when did you discover it was important to you to mentor young people? Well, that's pretty funny because when I did that uh, teaching school, it was just like, hey, okay, it's going to be fun. And uh, it turned well. But when I see now what I'm doing and how I can use what I learned being a teacher, it helped me really a lot for what I'm doing now because it's the same. For a project, I see a way to make it happen, but I have to listen to them and I have to make it their way and not my way. Mm. And it's, it's really a... a I mean... They teach me as well as I teach them. I mean, I have information, but they have inf also super important informations for me. And I like this fact of joining, yeah, being together to, to, to build a new way to make it happen. Yes. To, to reach a common goal. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. What can governmental bodies and and the state really do to support artists and to support um, people like you? And you've got your uh, your label, your uh, your agency. Glad we met. What can they do to support the industry? Uh, in that, your opinion, th yeah, that's the that's the big discussion at the moment because with COVID, the the state realised that artists in actual music exists mm -hmm. and weren't structured as classical music or theater so at the moment they are pushing to uh, make them structure i mean to be able to be paid and to live from from their work uh, the music but then they discovered the old world of music business and really i think that nobody knows and still understand uh what's doing an agent, what's doing mm -hmm. a manager. It doesn't exist at all. Mm. So many people are still mixing agent and manager. It's two different yeah. things. Mm. It has nothing to see. Uh, the salesman is not the CEO. It's totally different. Yeah. But as it's a new word, uh, I mean, it's a, new, uh, it's a new business, then we have to talk about it and we have to show that what we are doing is important for the music business. For example, uh, I think that for 10 years, the, the Swiss music scene is really, we reach a quality that we never reached uh, uh, before, really. Yeah. Like at the moment, it's really crazy how many 
excellent musical project we have in Switzerland. For example, uh, Switzerland was the, the, the special guest of Eurosonic two years ago in uh, 2020. And everybody was so proud that Switzerland was shining mm-hmm. and be, being able to, sh- to, to show so many quality acts. But to make that happen, it's because they are working with people around. Yeah. I mean, we are getting more professional uh, agents, managers, labels, um, public relation. But as we are in the shadow, then nobody thinks that we are existing. Right. existing. But to make that happen, to make Switzerland being the special guest of Eurosonic is because the last 10 years, all this music business in Switzerland got Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So it's a case of really kind of shining a light on the industry and showing the importance of the people that work within the industry and this and 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 the ecosystem, you know, Mm -hmm. because I I think I've had a discussion before where there seems to be that kind of um, gap between how how like classical musicians are treated and, and maybe respected versus kind of contemporary musicians and, and, and popular music uh, in Switzerland. So I suppose it's, it's, a, it's a case of having continued discussions and, and showing that as a business, as a music business, and even for, for, as an export, uh, that it's, it's incredibly valuable. Mm-hmm. But I think also the difficulty is that music business is a business, it's a private business, I mean, if you look uh, Opus One, if you look Paleo, if you look, uh, I mean, the big producer, it's a business. And at the same time, it's also a cultural field. And it's, uh, it's about young people. It's about uh, media- mediation. Mm-hmm. So all the social teaching, m- mentoring uh, for, y- for young people. At the moment, it's in the same field. So at some point, they say like, okay, it's business, it's a private business, mm-hmm. so we won't help. But it's not only that, it's really about culture and it's uh, it's something new that have to be, uh, I think that, I, I don't even know if the people uh, who are deciding yeah. uh, about money at the state, I don't even know if uh, they, they know that there is sound checks and that we have to uh, <laughs> organize the concert six yeah. months before yeah. to make them happen. I think at one point they think that we arrive at 8, open the door at 8.30 and then drink beers and yeah, then and get hangover. The, yeah. The, yeah, no. I mean, we are at the office in the morning. We are working all day long. And then in additional, we go at the, at the evening uh at the office because the venue yeah, is the office, absolutely. and yeah, and they don't realize that mm. that we are really it's it's a work. I mean, it's super interesting. Uh, in Neuchâtel, uh, during the COVID, when everything was closed, uh, young people were doing parties in the woods and in the parks, and yes. it was really super messy. And the city asked. La Casa Shock for help because they knew how to handle young people doing ah. parties. And, I mean, right. yeah. Now you need us. Now you yeah. need our expertise. I mean, if there is no clubs, 
uh, then the young people's going to do parties yeah. and they're going to get drunk and they're going to get high. But if something happens, I think as a parent, you really have better for them to be in a club with security that at least can call an ambulance or have a look on them, mm -hmm. then get them lost in the, in the, they, they're going to find a, a park, a yeah, wood, absolutely. a place to, uh, to make it. So yeah. at least there we have an eye on them and we can help if they need help. They can ask for help and uh, they are not alone. So yeah. Nad, I'm so, it's wonderful this, what you've just been saying, but also I cannot believe that what you've just said about um, these parties actually leads me nicely onto the audience question that we have for you. It's a voice note and it's from Pamela Mendez Music. So let's hear what she says. Uh, my question would be if it's true that the pandemic crushed the market, especially like in electronic music. Um, because I heard that kind of the people learned how to have parties underground and that venues are really struggling to get their people back, if that's true. And what they would recommend how new artists would go about that or artists that haven't been touring for a long time and now have to kind of build up again. Um, what If they would recommend to actually not even try to play, but just build their um they're following online to a point where they can kind of guarantee more audience or if nothing should change in in the way new artists and maybe you know artists who yeah as mentioned if we should just keep going as if nothing was happening so just to kind of summarize it's it's about the fact that during covid like what you were just mentioning people making their own parties young people doing sort of underground parties what does that mean for new artists if people aren't going back to the venues should as a new artist should they focus on building their audience online uh maybe waiting till they have a guaranteed audience to bring to a venue uh what is your take on that question That's a very interesting question because it's not not only uh, because of COVID or so, but more and more now it's going to be about having a fan base online. Mm -hmm. So you definitely have to build something to build your, your, your listener first and then to tour. Because what I noticed I do... Like with the booking agency, we are doing a lot. We always did the, the emerging artists. It's really our signature because it's what we like to do. Uh, and it's difficult because now the venues are really asking for, okay, how many tickets will I sell with this band? And what are they looking? They are looking the views on YouTube, on mm -hmm. Spotify. on. So you really have to um, to build your fan base, so you can come and say, okay, uh, I have so many people on my newsletter, I have so many views. It's it's how the direction it takes at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's just how it is now. That's that's really what's yeah, going on on the landscape. So. I'm afraid it's going to be worse and worse. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> But still, I mean, there's, it's like always, you always have the big things But, I mean, the small will always exist. Yes. Just that the small one will, will have less money. 
So right. it's going to be difficult to live with that. Yeah. yeah. That leads me on to one of my final questions, which is from Suiza, which Suiza is sponsoring our podcast. Um, and their question is, how can people make money in music? How are some of the ways? And maybe even from your perspective as, as someone sort of uh, not in the artist realm, but, but working in, in behind the scenes. If you're a big one, then definitely with live music. But if you're building, then there's always this uh, publishing uh, and editing solutions. That means to have your music uh, taken for an ad or a movie or to compose for a, mu a movie. Uh, that's really where the money is at the moment in the music business. If you're not doing the, the Hallenstadion tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> but good but, if you are <laughs> but, but in 10 years because you have a goal <laughs> exactly oh i love how we brought it right back nad thank you so much for this conversation with me thank you for joining me thanks to you it was a pleasure really If you want to join the Helvetia Rocked community or find out more, check out the website, sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. If you'd like to support Helvetia Rocked, you can also become a member or donate. And if you like what you heard today, please share it with your friends. Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation is a concept by Natalia Anderson in collaboration with Helvetia Rocked. It's presented and produced by Natalia Anderson. Music is by Jackie Brucher and The Jackets.